What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle for the Magpie 24-7 podcast. The Newcastle, in their first home game in the league this season, get humped 3-0 off Brighton Hove Albion without a single shot on target. So this this might be... Well, it's not going to be a positive one. There's not, there's not going to be all this bullshit of every cloud. Has, has a, there, there isn't a cloud today. It's just... be Well, if if there is a cloud, it's, it's hammered with, with um, shit today. And I'm with Paul, like I usually am, but um, we're not particularly pleased, are we, Paul? No. Uh, to, to be fair, when you did the intro there, Kyle, I didn't know whether it was Brighton that humped us 3-0 or whether it was fucking Barcelona because um, we made them look so, so good. And I take nothing away from Brighton. Credit to them. You know, they played some great football. They put us under pressure and this, that and the other. But uh, that was absolutely pathetic, limp. And embarrassing for Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, it's not a case of over overreacting to a defeat. I can take a defeat if you go down swinging. Sometimes you are going to get uh, come out on the wrong side of it. But obviously, as we get into it, we'll, we'll go into more detail. But I was absolutely furious watching it. Um, I was spitting blood. I was des- desperate to have been in that dressing room at halftime. But uh, today is. Um, a low, low day, and and now at this point, as I record this, I've passed the anger, and I just feel numb, absolutely yeah. numb after that. Yeah, I know you feel. It's um, I feel so deflated. I mean, we're recording this quite late on. I know we used to having to be having to react fairly quickly after games, but I I, I was so dejected after that man. Um, we just never got going, and I understand that would. You don't like you, you. don't change a winning team, as the as the cliche goes. But we were so underprepared for that game, and I blame Steve Bruce as much as I blame six or seven or eight of those players that were just inept today and were flipping shit on all levels. Um, Steve Bruce played a four four two against a three four three three five two kind of formation. Um, when Brighton won the on the front foot with the possession like football at the play. It it was it was embarrassing in midfield. Which he banged on about. He banged on about Kyle the entirety to the build up to this game. He's banged on about the fact that they are a possession based team. So he knew what was coming. It's yeah. not as if this is this is something that this is not a tactical surprise for anybody who watched the Chelsea game. You knew exactly what was going to happen, and it comes to something at the end of the day when our man of the match is probably our two posts. Because if it wasn't for them, if it wasn't for them keeping the ball out, it would have been six, seven, or eight nil today. The amount of times they rattled the crossbar, and and they just literally were taking the piss out of Newcastle. It was, it was, it was, it was a shambles, mate. If we, like you say, if we had got beat by four, five, six, or even no your second, we wouldn't have had a, we wouldn't have had anything to complain about. Boring being a little bit angry about the scoreline in the in the management, but like I say, we're so under uh, just we just weren't prepared at all tactically yep. we weren't prepared and we were beaten in five minutes today beaten in five minutes um the the right back from brighton who i've got to give kudos to um as mad as i am and as as dejected as i feel 
that lad at right back has some serious talent. He, he tore a new arsehole by himself in that se- in that first half. Um, and I was relieved when they took him off in the second half. I was so relieved because he ran our he ran our defence rampant. Um, Lewis, who didn't have the best of days, especially at the end, who got a got a dose of sweet chin music off uh, Basuma, who also ran the midfield today. Um, I know hey, the, the irony, the irony of the day when Leicester put a, a, a new uh, sign-in announcement out, which was the Undertaker's coat and hat in the middle of the pitch down at the King Power Stadium, <laughs> and, and today was finished off by one of our players having sweet chin music. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it was um, a bit Shawn Michael-esque, <laughs> to, be, to be fair. That was the funniest thing. That was the only thing that sort of made me chuckle a little bit. But to be fair to the young left-back that we had out playing today, Lewis, obviously he wasn't anywhere near as effective as what he's previously been, but he had no protection. And again, looking at the previous uh, game when they played against Chelsea, yes, Brighton lost, but you knew straight away, if you watched the game, and I must admit I watched uh, a percentage of the game, but if you watch the game, you could see what they were going to do. And you knew that you would need to protect that side a little bit more. You've got ASM and Lewis, two very attacking-minded players on that side. And again, we just sort of like seemingly played into their into their strengths. There was no, there was no um, tactics or forward thinking or uh, management. It was just literally back-of-the-fag-packet type stuff. And they looked... I know Andy Carroll's missus uh, dropped this week. She gave birth to uh, a daughter, I believe. Yeah. And it looked as if they'd all been out on the lash to celebrate. But that's how it appeared to me. It was clueless, gutless, spineless. And I've seen the likes of the Chronicle and some other people give like fours and fives for that performance, Kyle. I nearly fucking choked. Yeah, I don't know how they can give such lofty marks. I think that's uh, I think that's canny. I mean, we're not gonna. I don't think we're doing a score on the players. Or no, but it just it just highlights. Just it just highlights. It's stupid. It was absolutely fucking abysmal. Uh, you know, you, you see these people giving scores out and stuff like that. And yes, it, it's it's very much your opinion and this that and the other and and, and stuff. But I, I was like, have I just watched the same match that you've watched? That was one of the most inept performances I have seen. In a long time, it harked back to a Steve McLaren-esque performance. It was disgusting. It was clueless. We didn't change. We didn't alter. We didn't pick the momentum up. You know, the uh, conceding an early goal, Kyle, there's nothing in a way that it's not... If you're going to concede during 90 minutes, it's probably better to concede early on than late on because it gives you a chance to be able to yeah. regroup, get get your wind and then come back. But I'm sorry, but we just, we just literally just said, well, we'll bend over and we'll let you do anything that you want to at all yeah, it was an abject surrender not having that it, it, it was we were beaten in 8 minutes uh, they got yeah. the penalty and then the VAR decision got overturned uh, both coming from uh, down that right hand side with um, I can't remember the right back's name um, I'm not he's from Chelsea wasn't he yeah I, it, he was a really good player um, he's got a lot of potential that lad um, like I say as dejected as I feel and as down as I feel about this performance I've got to give kudos to him because he looks one hell of a player. And it's heartbreaking to see when Newcastle near right back more than most places on the field. And you see you, you see a young lad brimming with potential and encompassing and, and James's park and just talk, tearing you also by sell. Shows Playing great. for Brighton. Playing for Brighton. I mean, it's not as if, like I say, it's not a football hotbed, is it? Let's be honest. No. Uh, again, nothing but respect for the way that they played today. It's not about that. 
but it's not from a hotbed of, of football. And um, it's just just typical. Just when you start to get a little bit of optimism at Newcastle after what has been a shit summer, let's face it, after we've been yeah. dragged through left, right and centre, um, and then you're seeing like right and right backs literally destroying us. And he did. It, it was game over, game set and match, like you said, after eight fucking minutes. You know, I, I, I was expecting something to happen, some sort of response. Nout. We didn't Fucking respond. Joke. Joke. We, didn't, we didn't show any sign of responding. And eight minutes were gone. Um, Maximin, I thought he had his worst performance in a Newcastle shirt at the day. And I'm not going to single really? out Maximin. Um, I think that was, like I said before, seven or eight Newcastle players that were just utter shit. Um, I think Darlow could have done a bit about the penalty. All you had to do was stand still. Um, or follow the ball. If you follow the ball instead of just guessing where he's going to go, you save that penalty for me. Um, who else? I think Lascelles. I'm one of Lascelles' bigger defenders uh, on Newcastle, like like fan shows, if you will. I, I, I defend him more than most. I really rate Lascelles. But today, where where I defend him and where I support him, I'm going to rip him apart today because he was it wasn't good enough from a captain. Like the second goal, I, I, it it blows my mind because the defence are in a line and he's te- he's like five yards in front of that and Morpe is running ahead and he's just mazily jogging towards the back line. That's your man. It's ABC defended. It's nothing. Think it was it, have you have your positioning sorted because a defender like, like an attacker like Morpe doesn't get through if you def- if you're positionally sound and he wasn't. He was five yards in front and he got caught out and he didn't and he couldn't be bothered to catch the man. That for me is a Captain of this football club, it's disgraceful, and I will that defend was, him. Yeah. He does well, but when he does shit and when he does things like that, it's absolutely disgraceful. And the third goal as well, just standing off Colony, Colony, or whatever his flipping name. It was is a great thing. It's the third goal, to be fair. But well, you're he right. Reminded, Stand, you know he reminded us of Stephen Taylor, but in his latter years when he turned shit and he stopped yeah. and he stopped playing to a consistent level and he just started being too slow and he just couldn't be arsed and he was just going through the motions and that's what I've seen in the cells today so you need, so I know what the cells is like as a as a character and as a as a bloke you probably know he played bad today but he needs to dust himself down and kick on like because if he doesn't Kieran Clark who played absolutely phenomenal on Tuesday uh, against Blackburn will take his spot and I don't see him getting it back anytime soon if he play, keeps playing that for sure Paul that, that's from his, that's from your captain as well and it filters yeah. down from your captain they it should does. be leading by example they should be taking names and kicking ass they should be motivated they should want to respond but you're quite right when that ball was played in it, it was it, oh, it, it was absolutely vile it was vile the positional sense I couldn't believe it I mean at first I'm looking and my first instinct was it's offside it's offside because of obviously the, the different phases of play and all that bollocks. Yeah. But then when you saw it in the replay, I was like, nah. Even that, even that straw was, uh, you know, uh, clinching at. But I thought you deserve if you defend in the Premier League, supposedly the best league in the world, like that, you deserve to be exposed. You deserve yeah. to be punished. Um, and, it, and I don't know the attitude from the entire team seemed wrong for me. You said eight players. I would literally. I think the entire lot of them, bar maybe one, two at the push, was disgusting. I didn't like anything at all that I saw today that was on show. 
but we can't have any any complaints. You're eight eight minutes in, you're two goals down. It was a penalty. As much as it irks me, and as much as you can say it's soft and it's this, that, and the other, you shouldn't be making that challenge in that position because you no. put you're putting a, a you're putting a thought in the referee's mind. And like you said, for that second goal, all at fucking sea, all over the place. Um, I was like, I, I know there's this socially distancing and all this sort of thing, but I thought you're taking the piss, you're taking the piss. And, and to be we fair, we, we joked, we joked on about the goalkeeper. We joked down about the goalkeeper. The Brighton keeper might as well have stayed in Brighton and took the government's advice about non-essential travel because at the end of the day, he had fuck all to do. We were disgusting. Even the free kicks and stuff like that, and you're thinking, oh, we've, got a bit of, we've got a bit of quality here. We're going to get some quality on the ball, some quality balls whipped in, look to exploit, you know, like we did last season with how we centre-backs nipping in with goals and stuff like this. Not a fucking chance. They were literally like passbacks. Every single one of them made corners, free kicks, uh, throw-ins. They all come to fuck all passbacks every single time. Embarrassing. Well, that's a f- that's another place where we got beaten in the, in the game the day, Paul, in the transitions. Because when we did get a break and when we were looking to go forward, the ball was going out wide to Manquillo, and he it, he didn't like. There was four or five times in the game where it was just like go go, and he just. He just stopped, or he went backwards, or he went sideways, and it's like you've caught the, a, a team that play possession based free free four three. When you hit them, you need to hit them hard in the transition, and if you don't, they're going to mobilise. They're going to be hard to break down, and well, that slow half the time we're in reverse, and it just like Brighton could mobilise quicker than we could play the ball forward, which is which when you've got that on your hands in a game, you're never going to win. And yeah, there's no urgency. No urgency at all. I mean, Manquillo looked as if he'd played three games in a week. He looked tired. He looked jaded. He looked behind behind the the pace. Um, And I know he's not the world's best right back, but even by his standards, he was another one who was absolutely ghastly and awful. And you know what? The thing that really concerned me as well in watching the game, not one of them seemed to give a monkey's fuck about it. They didn't seem to care. They didn't seem to get upset. John Joe Shelby went in and, and, and had a petulant uh, little uh, tackle and stuff like that. And I thought, I thought to myself, the only thing that's for certain that's probably going to happen is we're going to get somebody sent off. And as it turned out, after Sweet Jim Music, it was one of their players get sent off. Yeah. But again, even after that, no urgency, no thought of well, let's get a goal, let's start, let's put, let's put something on the board, let's have a little bit of respectability, a little bit of something back. At no point. During that match, did Newcastle attempt to do anything? And that was from the touchline. I didn't see Steve Bruce do fuck all. He stood there looking like a fucking ornament. Do you know what I mean? Nothing at all. His coaches were coming up. They were mumbling shit to each other. And apart from that, there was no communication. There was no, this isn't good enough. There was no getting into them. There was no, I'm I'm you know, like uh, arms are now uh, wailing about. Again, similar from the players, the leadership on there that we normally have, the likes of Jamal Lascelles, quiet as a mouse. Carl Darlow just looks lost in goal. He's not a number one keeper for me. But none of the other players, like Isaac Haydens, I, I, I literally, there were certain players, Andy Carroll, I didn't even know he was on the pitch. I didn't even know. And I was sitting there and, 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 and the other half was laughing as I was saying, he sat there, his ponytail still all nicely nicely put together. I says, because he's not even got a sweat on. He's not put a shift in. 
I can take defeat, no. but like I say, I can't take the abject um, surrender that was no. was that game. That is unacceptable for for, for yeah. us, you know. And and all it tells us is is we're going to have another season like we do every single fucking season under Mike Ashley, and it's the race to forty points. And you know, and and I'm so, sorry, some people, some fans will think he's overreacting one game. It's not. This is a rinse and repeat of every season that we've no, had recently. It's a warning sign, Paul. It's, yeah. it's more than just one game for me because we've invested uh, in the team and the inconsistency of last season is still there where we'll play a stormer, we'll play really well and people start to think maybe it's a turn of form come, maybe we could do this, maybe we could do that. I mean, after the game last week, people were saying, oh, Newcastle could easily finish in the top six. Top flipping six, are you for real? Top six. I wouldn't finish top six in the flipping championship the way that played the day. was flipping shopping. And I, I, I mean, I slagged off Lascelles. And I will, and when he plays well, I'll defend him and say, glad to have you back. But it wasn't just him the day. I mean, the midfield was abysmal. Uh, Andy Carroll was abysmal as well. Um but uh, again, Andy Carroll playing in that game against three physical centre halves is a sign of lack of preparation. They were rubbing their hands together. Yeah. They were as, as soon as they saw them three centre backs who like an aerial battle and like a duel, right? As soon as they saw Andy Carroll playing, they thought, lovely, happy days. What they don't want is little nitty players or players playing around them or these technical players or these ones who, if you touch, you could cause, you, you could give away a penalty uh, to. So, Ken, it's just like, has Bruce actually watched them? Does he know what they're about? What's what's being done on the, on the scout reports? And it's just, it just beggars belief that we literally yeah. played into their hands. Yes, they played great football and it was exciting and it was entertaining football, no doubt, for their fans. And that's what, um, well, Graham Potter, or Brian Potter to me, um, was brought in to do, you know, Br- uh, Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce was brought in not to play entertaining football, not to entertain the fans. He was brought in as a yes man and a puppet and somebody who'd worked for fucking peanuts. And but at the end of the day, and, and I've said before, you can have some cracking players, and we have some good players. But if you've got substandard management, that is always going to hamstring anything because th- there was nothing from the side that looked to change what was happening on the park. And that is what a manager should should be judged on. His signings, which obviously not all of the signings at Newcastle are his, but how he's changing things from the side, how he's motivating things, how he's tweaking with things. And like, you sit and you look at other clubs, that like, sort of like Wolves and stuff like that, who employ exciting, fresh, new ideas and, and, and new managers. And, and like we've just got managers... With the the ex Manchester United thing, like managers who might have been decent back in the nineties, old school managers, old school British managers, um, and they surround themselves with similar uh, people and similar way of, of working. And I, I just I just think that with Steve Bruce, if he's if if he's got a plan A, he has not got a plan B. What's your plan B? Because today that was absolutely shit, and I could tell after a few minutes that it was shit. I think, so plan, I think the plan yeah. here wasn't prepared. I think word yeah. of the day mate, is complacency because a lot of fans and they have plenty of reason to be confident going into a home game against Brighton. But I told you before the game I was a bit nervous because we hadn't scored past Brighton in three in three games oh, in the- together at home. 
So I was thinking maybe with Wilson and, and Fraser and, and all this firepower that we now have, we could maybe break that today at least. But I was nervous about the game. I thought Brighton looked good against Chelsea, but I didn't. I, I was still confident we could get the result, you know what I mean? But complacency from Bruce. Um, I think he's just thought, right, I'm going to stick the two up top, maximum on the wing, play like we did last week and we'll blow them away. It just happened. Yeah, I think, I think he's just thought it would fall into place because he can't tell me he's prepared for that wing back system because he flipping didn't. There's not no. a chance he prepared for that, and that for me is the biggest problem of all because I don't want to compare him to Rafa, but Rafa at least prepared for a game. Um, whether it was um Brighton at home or whether it was Liverpool away or whatnot, he had, he had a different plan for every game of football he managed. Um. Whereas Bruce, I, I think he just thought we'll turn up and be bright in the day. And, t- and I tell you what, I think a lot of a lot of the players thought that as well. I think they've seen the reaction on social media. Oh, we'll be bright and we've got nearby that beating Brighton. Two wins out of two, first time since '95. I'll listen. They've just thought that. I think a, a lot of them have thought we'll turn up today and we'll win. No bother at all. And within six minutes, they find themselves two 0 down. And the mentality of Bruce was kind of summed up in the interview after the game. Our ward were lost before we kicked the ball. Your manager's not supposed to say that. Do you know what I mean? Not good enough. Not it, good enough not, at all. Where's the where's the hope we're gonna gonna try and turn it round? You had eighty four minutes to turn it round. That's that's nigh on a full game. Do you know what I mean? You're like, oh, we've already lost because we started so slow. Make up for it. You got plenty of no. time. But we're never... It was the same with the players, though. If you've heard Isaac Hayden, he come out with something similar. If you make a start like that in the Premier League, blah, 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 and stuff like that, that's a defeatist attitude. It is. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a loser's attitude. I, d- I don't want that. I want to say, look, all oh, right, shit, we've gone down. Right. Managers identified a couple of things that we need to be doing. We need to make a few changes. Right. We're going to drop back on, onto this plan, and we're going to go for it. There was, you know what? There was no urgency. The ball would go out and trickle out. And they, they literally just saunter over and get the ball. And I'm sitting there going, get it, come on, attack, push forward. Get forward, get the ball forward. You've got Andy Carroll up there, do something. And it was just like a half-hearted. It wasn't like a, a a ball where you're trying to work it out, to get it out wide and whip it in with some pace, power and purpose. Aimless, aimless. I know oh, let's do another aimless one. Shelby. Oh, can I pass one yard? No. Can I pass for two yards? No. Can I do a 20-yard pass? No. Just shit all over everything. Oh, we do. It was like the Skittles advert. Everything we touched just turned, instead of Skittles, to shit. <laughs> it, 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 was, it, was, it, was, it was absolutely pathetic on all levels. The players were bad. The, the preparation for the game was bad. And uh, like you say, it was... Or two 0 down. They just hit the post, and um, I mean, I feel, sorry, I, I feel, I feel, so, I feel sorry for Joel in, in this situation because he obviously um, strips down to come on, and I hate to break the lad, but after the the gaming is Blackburn and the feelings about him are still very much fresh from that performance. He doesn't strike fear into, into the opposition for me. Yeah, it must have been laughing, Kyle. It must have been fucking laughing the socks off. Look who's <laughs> coming on. Look who's coming on. Oh, well, one second. Who's that? Oh, he's just giving his can to Mark Gillespie. And uh, what, what's that he said in the Brazilian twang? Don't worry, lads. I'm going to come on and turn this one round. I'm going to score a hat trick. Oh, in five Don't two, me fucking laugh. It was, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, he came on and to be like, 
there's no you really can't do. I think that I think it's a Newcastle United version of just waving the white flag when you're bringing Joel Linton on, uh, just after hitting the post. It from top to bottom, it was just it was just lifeless and spiritless. And I think we haven't learned the lessons from last season, even though we've brought in some firepower. Um goals I don't think will be as much of a problem as last season. However, um, you're still staring down the barrel of maybe trying to fight to stay up because of the lack of inconsistent, the, the the lack of consistency from this manager. Um, yeah, you've brought in players that may be able to spruce up the league a little bit, but that uh, Steve Bruce will always kind of keep you at a certain level. And I'm not sitting here and saying Bruce out or whatnot, but I'm not saying Bruce in either, Paul. Um, and for me, like. We're always going to be coming back to this conversation as long as we'll have him as manager. Because, yeah, there might be good games here and there. Oh, West Ham, do five backflips because we'll beat them 2 0 or whatever. Or, uh, woohoo, we'll be Bournemouth 3 1 or whatever it may be. But for every one of them, there's a there's an abysmal performance not far behind it. I'll name a couple of examples. We got humped by Leicester. We bounced back against Man United and beat them. Uh, we got humped off Norwich. We went on to beat Tottenham. We got humped all over Christmas. We ended up uh, beating someone in mid January. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's for every good performance, there's a flipping dis uh, an abysmal one around the corner and. It's not nice to have as a fan because when you know it's come to the point now we're winning games and we're doing well, and then we know that's around the corner because Bruce kind of find a happy medium and keep this team consistent. Why? Because he doesn't adapt. He doesn't adapt to tactics or anything. He doesn't adapt adapt to a certain team. He sees sees we win one or two games, keeps the same team, same formation, runs them into the ground. Injuries are picked up, and we start to get bad again. And it's just back to square one. Um. At, that, that's where you feel like, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah. You feel like you're back, to, just literally back to square one, and, and it's it is so frustrating. But it, it's it's it ciphers down for, from the the top of the club. Uh, you've got your Lee Charney and Co. who are quite happy, as long as you don't lose by too many, and as long as you get up to forty points, it's case Sarah Sarah. But the thing is, as well, like at the end of the day, they've got to be very very careful because. It is an entertainment business, and that's what the Brighton owners, um, you know, discovered when they got rid of uh, Chris Hutton. They said it's an it is for entertainment. <laughs> and the thing is, at the moment, fans can't come in, but when they do come, uh, are allowed to come back in. A lot of them will have found other things to do with the Saturday afternoon or whenever Newcastle are playing. So you've got to be very, very careful. You know, they're walking an the walking a tightrope. The fans need to be entertained. There's got to be a want. To be able to come back, we've had nothing, and it's just season after season. We're two games in, and you're like, it's going to be another season, just like last season. But last season, we had a huge, and I mean a fucking well huge proportion of luck. We were a lucky side, and we rode our luck by the seat of our pants at times. You think at Everton away, two nil down in the 90th minute. That was literally like a heavenly type. Fluke, yeah. and then you look at the Chelsea game, where we nicked it right at the end. Um, you think about the Watford game; I think it was earlier in the season when we should never have even got a point. I could go on and on and on. We were quite a lucky team, but eventually luck runs out, um, and I'm just so pissed off because it's just like I keep referring back to it, but there's no plan B. I'm not sure whether there's a plan A, but there's no plan B. That, that like, like you, you, you mentioned about Rafa. 
but he it was very meticulous with, with with his preparation. And you know, if we get to this stage in the game and it's this score, we're going to do this. And if it's at this, we're going to do something else. And he was very very particular about it. And some players have, have spoken out that they didn't like that and they didn't like the 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 claustrophobic feel of it. But when you give them a free reign, and remember that Bruce has talked about playing more attacking football and having more op- options and stuff like this. If that's more attacking football, then he needs to fuck off to Barnet Castle, go to Specsavers and, and, and wake up. Do you know what I mean? Um, because that was just... It was a fraudulent display. I, like you say, I can take losing, but I'm not going to take the players thrown in the towel after a couple of minutes. I don't want to hear that from Isaac Hayden. I don't want to hear that from Steve Bruce. I don't want to hear his excuses, his bullshit or anything else like that. You know, if he needs to bring in more players, he needs to shift out the other players and get a, a, a jog on with that. Um, But the size of club we are and the type of club that Brighton is and us being in a hotbed of football and they not so much being in a hotbed of football, Everything combined, like I said, I take nothing away from Brighton because they played some fantastic, good football, entertaining football. They did. But we're Newcastle United and, and we're just consistently, I was supposed to, according to the media, just be ever so grateful for what we've got. Be grateful for Mike Ashley. Be grateful for Steve Bruce. Be grateful for this, that and the other. I'm not grateful for that. No. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm not. Why sh- Why should we be? You know, where do we get him from? The championship. Where's he going to be potentially taking us to if our luck runs out? The championship. You know, With this is a team. huge moment in our club. And, and you know, that's something else. It's just typical. You know, we could have been the richest club in the world, but we're now just literally cut adrift. You've got Mike actually just looking there, looking as if I'd wearing a T-shirt. I'd rather be anywhere else but here, but I'm sort of being forced to be. Um, we could have been, you know, had huge things. We've had the Premier League shafters over, Sky shafters over. There's, there's, there's all the shit with the takeover that's gone on. Then we've had a little bit of a high, some good quality uh, signings in. But then you're still hamstrung by having um, a B Tech manager in, a, a cheapy little yes man who won't make bold, brave decisions. It was happy just to, oh well, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Rather than, you know, looking. And, and analysing everything and, and taking the sports science and taking the technical routes. There's just yeah. so much wrong. But I tell you what I would do now, all of those players have played today, I'd make them fucking play again in, in the League Cup against Morecambe and earn some fucking um, respect back and put some graft in on a cold, difficult night on a on a difficult pitch in a difficult, you know, situation. Yeah, because they they've let themselves down and they've let the fans down absolutely massively. But like you say, I was so angry at first, but I just feel now I'm just so meh. I'm just so annoyed. Uh, yeah, and yeah, just deflated because I thought after the West Ham game and even after the Blackburn one, two clean sheets, two victories, chance to have our best start of the season since 1997, and then people are going, "Oh, Bruce has got the chance to do something that Rafa didn't." and what uh, Bobby didn't, and stuff like this. I thought, and I said to somebody before the game, I said, don't even mention Steve Bruce in the same breath of Rafa Benitez and Bobby Robson. They've won loads of stuff. They've done fantastic things for both our club and for clubs around the world. You know, Rafa's won the Champions League, and you're comparing, and you're saying Steve Bruce, if he, if he wins this game, would do something that they didn't do. 
probably give your head a fucking shake. It's like it, opening a T-Rex and, Bar- and Barney the fucking dinosaur, man. Give up. It, it is. It's, it's ridiculous. But uh, to to end on, I would say we need a one. We need one hell of a um, response when we play Morecambe on Tuesday, and then we'll go down to Tottenham uh, uh, next week. And you're but, shitting uh, yourself, aren't you? You're shitting yourself with those fixtures coming up. I am, but we'll find ourselves going down to Tottenham next week in a similar situation to when we did last season, where we're off the back of a shit performance against a team that we should be given at least a game, like you're getting at least a point from, and we'll go down to Tottenham, probably expecting the worst, and if the worst is to happen, then I can see it becoming very negative indeed, but... um, yeah, that's um, that's our review or crack about the match or whatever. It, whatever you want. To call it. I mean, it's it's not been the best episode to film after to record. Uh, we gave it a couple hours to let tempers settle down a little bit because we didn't want to just shout the camera for what well, shout the um or well I don't know shout the microphone for two hours, Paul. If it's a podcast, Aye, shout the microphone. Um, but. Uh, yeah, if if you took any enjoyment out of this one, I appreciate it. So does Paul. But um, we'll be You're back. Sick on, I, think, <laughs> I think I think we'll do a podcast on Wednesday, Paul. Uh, summing up the Morgan game and whatever's been going on in the week. Um, so you won't hear from me Tuesday night because it's a bit on in the day and Paul's got kids and stuff. And I'm back at uni, so uh, busy, busy, busy. So I'll um, I'll leave. I love yous and leave yous. And uh, yeah. We'll catch you in a bit on the Magpie 24-7 podcast. See you all later.